all right, you have not sold your property. You've potentially passed it at an auction. Should you be selling your property for less or should you be looking at strategy and marketing to get a better price? Stay tuned. We'll talk about it right now. Mark Novak, good morning. <laughs> Episode 608, how are you today? Good, Mr. Lamplough. Really good, you? Very well, very well. Um, this, was a, this was a good story, actually, wasn't it? Um, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a one agent failed, another one nailed, or Novak nailed. Um, the story of 22 Churchill Crescent in Alambie Heights, Mark. Um, your intro gave a bit away, but do you want to talk us through a little bit about what happened there? Yeah, I think people, there's, look, the market's changed a little bit. The market's changed a little bit. Um, yeah. Certainly, if you talk to people like Vic LaRusso, the best auctioneer in Australia, according to the R, uh, Real Estate Institute, um, one of his awards there, if you talk to people at that beginning of the curve, if you look at open house attendances, um, if you look at uh, properties passing in, um, market hasn't dropped. Um, market's still growing. Um, a best way that I heard the other day that it was put, that the market was doing 100 kilometres an hour and now it's back to 60 kilometres an hour. So it's still moving, still moving. Yeah. But, but if you're on the market at the moment and your campaign's getting a bit longer the tooth, what are your solutions? Is it just drop the price or are there other things that you can do to get that better price with or without your existing agent? Yeah, right. So this was something that happened on this property where um, it was with another agent, first of all. Um, they went through an auction campaign um, and they didn't have any love. They didn't particularly feel like they had any love from the, from the main agent and got palmed off a little bit. There were a couple of little things in the process that the vendors weren't particularly pleased about, the whole family. Um, and then, then Novak comes and saves, steps in, saves the day, changes up the marketing. What, what, what sort of things did you do that were different, do you say, Mark, without going on to the other side, but that, that did give it a fresh approach? How do you do that? Yeah, look, first of all, I've got to say respectfully, they were with a good agent. Um, they, the agent that they put, this is 22 Churchill we're talking about as an example. Um, they were with a great agent, lots of experience, um, ran a, a, ran a, a four week auction campaign. Um, and, um, you know, I, I got to take my hat off because that four weeks for an agent is, uh, four weeks of their life. It's a lot of hard work. Um, yep. and to not get the result. Um, you know, you, you know, you deserve, uh, they deserve the kudos or the credit for that hard work that they didn't get paid for. Um, yeah. but the owner, um, I, I, I think the owners, the owners wanted, uh, weren't convinced that the, uh, they nailed it through that four weeks. The owners, um, uh, so much so that they weren't convinced that they sort of wanted to start talking um, alternatives. And yeah. these are the alternatives we're going to teach people today. 
everyone. If you've got any questions, this is a live show. Ask us any time. But they were looking for alternatives. So <clears throat> they couldn't actually find those alternatives through the existing agent because they thought that was spent. Um, and they didn't. They, they, when they called me in, so the property passed in on the Saturday. Uh, I'd never met the client before that. And uh, they were referred to me by a family member, um, called in Big Dog, me. Um, and we sat down around the table and went through a bit of a autopsy on the uh, four-week campaign. And, and, and we looked at alternative solutions that we could offer at Novak and myself um, yep. to get a better price. So it passed, <clears throat> I believe it passed in it under the auction at around the 255 mark. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you know, the owner's like, shit, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And, you know, when you're an owner, that's not your core business. You don't have the answers. All you've got is a gut feeling that you're left with. Now, if that gut feeling is is uh, uh, inquisitive, if that gut feeling is, uh, is uh, looking to go elsewhere, which they were, then naturally you call an agent. Um or you go back to your existing agent and you, and you actually go through solutions with them and see if they've got any more suggestions aside from just dropping the price. Yeah. And I don't know if this is particularly relevant or not, but you had appraised their property or a family member's property of theirs, was it like 20 years ago or something? And it was at that point when that auction campaign that they were going in didn't sort of continue to go so well. Is that how you came back to top of mind or were you called in from a different way? Can you ask that question again? Excuse me. Oh, he's uh, gone. Gone, he's disappeared. You, were, you had initially appraised maybe a family member's home like 20 plus years ago and it was when the campaign yeah. went south. That's when, you got, that's when you got the foot back in the door, right? Yeah, well, I met a family member of theirs twenty years ago in an appraisal situation, and um, and that's where and, and and you know had come across them over the years, um, and that's where they 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 sort of talked to a trusted family member and said, "What do you reckon we should do?" Trusted family member said, "Call Mark." Yeah, yeah, okay, right. So, established where where you came from, how you got in there, they went with someone else. Yep. Twenty years later, you come back into the fray, Mister Novak. Um, Get the call. Really nice home. Like, there's nothing nothing wrong with the product itself. Um, market has slowed, so you know we're not in the same environment that we were in six months ago, where everything was going was going crazy. Um, where it didn't matter what it was, but it was selling. Now the market has changed a little bit, and there needs to be a little yeah. bit more of thought process, a little bit more love and energy going into what you're doing. The conversations you're having um, is an important one. Um, we'll go through a couple of things you did, but one of the really, really big ones was that they said to you that they saw a different agent every other time. So to me, I hear the buyers are all having different conversations rather than one agent who's sharpening his sword every single, every single buyer that comes through the property. Um, do you think anything like that has anything to do with it, Mark? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, guys, when you're choosing an agent, this is really, really important. When you're choosing an agent, make sure the gun that's opposite you when they're pitching for your business is going to be the same gun that's put opposite your best buyer. I'll say it again: the gun that the gun that you're that's pitching for your business. So you're selling or even potentially renting out your property. You meet the gun. The gun tells you about all the wonderful things they're going to do. Make sure that that person is opposite your buyers. Make sure they're conducting the open houses. 
Now, I'm not particularly referring to this campaign, but I'm just saying it happens all the time and it's a common complaint that I hear. Yeah. Listing agent doesn't attend opens, lets junior go off and do everything. Um, yes. As opposed to the vendors, you know, passing on the responsibility to someone they trust and that person then doesn't come in and, you know, shove it away. They're taking responsibility and it was the conversations that you can have with each and every buyer. First things first, each person who comes through, you have a similar conversation with, you get better, you understand what you're saying, you understand what to say, you're understanding how receptive things are being, um, how things are being re received, essentially. Um, what other things can you do aside from the conversations that you have? Um, was there anything to do with the marketing that was different when you took over, Mark? Um, look, I think the um, I think mar marketing is not just an ad in, ad in the internet on the internet, or it's not just a signboard in front of the property. I think marketing is also the mindset of the person that's selling. So, the, when I say the mindset of the person that's selling, it's got to be someone that is super wrapped in your around your house, super positive about your house, into your house. They are a better salesperson when they love your house. So I think with this particular house, it really resonated with me and I think that showed with buyers and I think that showed with the owners when I was talking to them. I grew up in almost an identical house as 27 Churchill Alambi. So I, I really appreciated the full, full brick because um, it was full brick downstairs. I really loved the full brick house. I really loved the format of the house having dual accommodation. That's how I grew up. So I think, yes, marketing has a big part to do with it. And I think your agents really got to attack you, your selling campaign from behind, from the front, from the top, from below, from the left, from the right, 360 degrees, always got to be shaking it up. Um, yeah. And the definition, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect a different result. I think if you haven't got that result price that you want, you've got to be prepared to just to keep moving and keep changing and keep improving that campaign. But a big thing about this property was I just loved it. Yeah. And, th and that on its own, that gives you that energy and it inspires you as the, as the, as the agent for, you know, you give it, giving more back to the vendors. Um, just because of that little, that little um, sentimental sort of, part in your mind um now if it got passed in at 2.55 i was saying yesterday we did a similar chat to this last week mark but if you get passed in at 2.55 um how do you get nearly three million dollars in the end for it i don't understand <laughs> yeah so so um uh the i i think it's lots of little things, guys, and, and, I, and I think that um, with the owner selecting us, being passionate about the property, with that mark, with with different marketing approaches, another thing that we did there, which was interesting, was we actually um, we reshot the property. Um, so we did night photography, we did day photography. So just to give it the whole fresh approach, because the last campaign had been running for a month, um, so we, that that freshness helped. But we also did yeah. something interesting, which which, um, which technology technology now allows us to do. We did a digital render of the house, so it was a brown brick um, home, probably not the best looking home from the front or back because it had brown bricks. Uh, oh, you got photos this morning. Just gonna try and it's not wanting to load, so when I click on it, it's uh, going off. But 
yeah, you can see that. So okay, this is a, a full brick home, guys. Um, but so this is an example of what we do with rendering. So you can yeah. see a rendered image of the house there. Um, now imagine that house as a red brick house or a brown brick house. Um, we completely changed the look of the campaign. How that mattered is when a buyer was coming through and was saying, "Yep." Place will look great if it's rendered we could show them that we could also go through we got a render quote for the house which was about yeah. forty thousand. so you could say to a prospective purchaser coming through hey um have a look at this and then they could actually bring that up yeah so again it's not just it's not just running an open home talking to buyers there's a few more there's a few more parts to it you have an innate understanding of that market, that area, that type of demographic as well. Do you think that comes much into it? As you say, there's probably everything's a five percenter. When you add them all together, there's probably 10, 20 different strings to what you're doing. Um, but again, like you have that little bit of extra understanding about the area. You know where the buyers come from. You know what you can do to improve a home like that on each side of the scale from from undercapitalizing to just sort of going very basic to you know the the more severe things that you can go in and do like rendering you're just creating ideas creating urgency um that was a really successful campaign at the end of the day it's one of those ones that you can look back at and think you know i did it, it was a cleanup from from someone that again really good agent but just didn't have the luck on this one um I think it was really quite impressive overall. And look, I think it, um, James owners owners sometimes if they haven't um, got the result they want, they can sometimes feel like they're boxed in the corner, um, and they want to come out punching. So yeah. I, I think it's really important for people at the moment, particularly if you see um, with changing markets, um, the market will change. The property market will change to a different market to what it is today. Um, it will get at times uh, even more. Um, Viral pump harder. You, it will get. Um, there will be times where the market will shit itself. But I think you've got to, as an owner, if we can teach you the, these tools to an agent, you can give these tools to your existing agent. But there's definitely other options out there that you can explore rather than dropping your price. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And I think that's the bottom line at the end of the day for people. Our job is to maximize the price and do it in the, in the, in the shortest amount of time possible. Um, it's not just about getting a deal over the line. It's having care and energy and looking after these people that have, that have trusted you with you know, their, their biggest asset, maybe the biggest transaction of their whole lives potentially. Um, so it deserves um, yeah, love and attention essentially. So, James, before we before we go, can we go from the top to the bottom, the tips that we gave today? I think you may have them even written there, but what are the, the, the yep. tips that we've given to people today? If you haven't sold your property, what options do you have? How did we do uh, One Agent Failed, Novak Nailed? What are those tips to go out with? Um, I'm just going to quickly say one that we didn't, didn't mention. Good old-fashioned yep. price guide on a property online. Tell the buyers where the pricing is at rather than speculate and make them contact you. Um, this was one of the few tricks that, again, just bolsters levels of inquiry, gets more conversations to be had, can spark the interest again. Um, so we did that. We did the pictures of the rendered house. We got quotes for um, different trades, for sandbagging, for, for rendering. 
um, remarketed entirely, day and night shoots, new signboard. Um, the online presence completely changed. The text completely changed. Um, goes onto social media, goes onto all of the agents, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, which is a big reach. It's over 100,000 people that are from, social. From, from well, that's right. That was from, that, yeah, that was something that the owner did. The owner put um, the property on her mother's group. Um, on Facebook because she asked her agent at the time, can you get us on Facebook? Agent said, don't do Facebook. So she took her own property and put her own property onto the, her mother's group on Facebook. We had a massive social media presence and she really enjoyed that. And there was some good traffic and interest that came from that as well. So I think that saturation with marketing via digital, via social, um, via signboard, via photography, all of those things added to the best price that's, yep, a, for that's sure. a take. That's a take. That's a wrap. But that was a great sale at the end of the day. I think the vendors were stoked in the end. Um, so it wasn't just a shinking sip. You came in and, and saved the day. So well done. Absolutely. <laughs> Having a little bit of a, a signal issue there. But Mark, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Have a great day. Thanks, but thanks, oh, there buddy. You go. Pleasure. We'll see you later. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> see ya. Bye.